0: We've got a great guest this week. we got Ryan Palmer, four-time winner on the PGA Tour and quite a personality. Before we get to Ryan, I wanted to tell you, I did a story on Shota Hayafuji, who's the caddy for Hideki Matsuyama. Of course, we saw what he did, that viral video of him bowing to the course as he took the pin on 18 at Augusta National after the Masters win for Hideki. The first win by a Japanese-born player. So what a cool moment that was. What a sign of respect that was from Shota. So I was really compelled by what he did there. So I tracked him down. I did an email interview with him uh, via the interpreter, Bob Turner, who we've all seen <laughs> interpreting Radeki Matsuyama uh, recently here. So anyway, uh, that story is up on caddynetwork.com. Check that out, the caddynetwork.com. And it's kind of his first initial reaction. We haven't seen really any other stories about what he was thinking as he did the bow, why he did it, and it's the whole emotion behind it the respect uh, that Shoda has for Augusta National. So, check that out when you get a chance. Ryan Palmer this week, my guest, four time winner on the PGA Tour. I love what he brings to the table, and they're playing the Zurich Classic, of course. He's paired up with John Rahm, so, some good thoughts about how they work together, uh, their dynamic, and and all things like that. So we'll get into that. His caddy, James Edmondson, there's some great content there about their 19-year relationship. They're both from Texas, played some amateur golf together, some junior golf. So these guys go a long ways back. So we'll get to Ryan Palmer. Before we do, Encore Golf. Check out the Elixir golf ball, twenty nine ninety nine for a dozen. Ships in five to seven business days. If you use my promo code Beyond the Clubhouse, so B, the letter B, Clubhouse. Use that code, and you can get ten percent off. So it would be what two dollars ninety cents off the Elixir golf ball and the other golf balls they have as well, the Vero X One and the Avant Fifty Five. So check that out. It's a two-time Golf Digest Hot List Gold winner. Elixir Tour Ball is expertly crafted for all golfers, delivers exceptional accuracy and control, Its a premium cast urethane cover, delivers a soft, pure feel off the club face, and gives the Elixir great greenside control, durability, and first-class performance. Hope you get a chance to check them out also with Encore Golf. They are on social media at Encore Golf. All right, let's get to it. We got Ryan Palmer here on Beyond the Clubhouse. Well, I am very pleased to be joined by my next guest, Ryan Palmer. He's a four-time winner on the PGA Tour, and he's been with his caddy, James Edmondson, for 19 years. This is one of the real strong duos on tour. Uh, Ryan, how you doing, man?
1: Hey, Garrett. Doing good. Yeah, happy to be back at Sawgrass um, here on the patio. Just got my negative test again, so uh, ready to get to work. And uh, crazy we're here a year later after what all transpired last year, so uh, excited for the week.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's crazy. It's been a year. Um, so I want to ask you to start with your caddy, and you guys have been together for almost two decades. What works so well between Ryan Palmer and James Edmondson?
1: Yeah, it started back in high school. We met on the range at regionals. Uh, he was in Fort Worth. I was from Amarillo, and we just we met. Um, saw each other again in college when he was at the University of Houston. I was at A&M, and just kind of. Kept seeing each other and got to know each other real well. And then we traveled together in 2000 on the Hooters Tour, playing the mini tours. and You know, he quit playing right around 02, and I made it to the finals of tour school. And he caddied for me for a few events for fun when I played the Adams Tight Tour. And I was heading to finals and thought, you know, see if he wanted to to join me. And uh, sure enough, he did. And uh, here we are, you know, 18 years later. But, uh, you know, it's just been a, a great friendship off the golf course and that's been the, the biggest thing and um you know it carries over to the golf course uh I had the personality of I'm not, I, I'd struggle if I was bouncing around trying to find the right caddy year in and year out and uh it just it's stuck and um you know we've he knows my times when I'm pissed or happy and he knows when to talk not to talk and uh it's just been such a great relationship you know on the golf course, but more importantly, off the golf course, our families are close, our kids are close, so uh, I think that helps carry over to uh, the golf course for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of on the golf course, uh, there was that story. Tell us the story of when he would club you. Uh, he would call all the shots on on the irons.
1: Well, it was actually the Byron Nelson um, Byron. There you go. It was it was your King and Bradley one in 2011, I believe. And I was I made one cut in like seven tries. It just it wasn't suiting my game, the golf course. Uh TPC Los Colinas. And he just came up with ideas. I mean, we just he and Randy Smith talked about it and they just came up with the idea of this but James is gonna call a shot and you just hit it. So sure enough, we started that Thursday that Wednesday in the Pro M and, and carried over and uh I literally didn't do a thing. I didn't get a yardage, I didn't look at the win. He would uh <laughs> Tell me what the wind was doing. He'd give me yardage because I want you to hit in this tree. I want you to do this with it. And that's we went 71 holes and one shot doing that. And then when I say one shot on the 72nd hole, he um, had a 107 yards to the back left pin over water, knowing I had to bury to get in the playoff. And he pretty much said, Look, you've been here 100 times. This is on you now. And so I was like, You've done this for 71 holes and now you're going to get leave me so uh made birdie lost in a playoff but yeah it was uh that was the one time we we tried it somewhere else but it didn't work it was a one-time deal
0: <laughs> well you mentioned byron nelson at that event this year it's going to tpc craig ranch about 40 minutes from where you live roughly what is your insight on tpc craig ranch
1: uh it's gonna be great i think uh it's going up north obviously, of up in the McKinney area. Um, it's a different golf course than what we played the last few years in Trinity Forest for sure. Uh, a little more tree line, a little longer, I think. Um, big, big, bent grass greens. I mean, depending on the wind, you're going to see a lot of low, low scores shot there for sure. But uh, I think from a fan standpoint, it's going to be a change for the for the better. It's going to be great for AT&T, great for the Southernership Club, city of Dallas. Um, yeah, it's still forty minutes from my house, but I can I can stay home the whole week. So uh, I actually hold the course record there at sixty-one. So uh, <laughs> it's, uh, but no, it's uh, I'm excited to to get to Craig Ranch. Um, I think uh, I think the Southern clubs is going to put on a great event uh, there at Craig Ranch for sure.
0: Well, you mentioned having the course record there. <laughs> what is it about that course at Craig Ranch that that suits your game so well, Ryan?
1: It's going to be a big putting contest. That, because you get wide fairways, they're gonna be hard to, to tighten the fairways up. Uh, like I said, big big greens, but you got to hit it. It's that's a I think you got to hit, hit a long ways. It's gonna be a bomber's golf course, I think. Uh, but a lot of good shots you need to hit in some of these greens. So, uh, I think bringing my ball striking to that golf course will help. Uh, if I get the putter rolling, I think I'll have just as good chance as anybody, but um, it's it's a long golf course, I think. Uh, and hopefully the winds will be up. Be up. That's when I, I enjoy playing golf at home the most is when the wind's up. I think I have a small, not advantage, but a taste of what the winds do. So, um, I mean, it'll be interesting how to get the golf course set up and how fast or firm it can get.
0: Well, tell us the story of your
1: course record 61. What was that experience like, <laughs> who you played with and all that? Oh, gosh, I couldn't remember. <laughs> I don't even remember when it was. I know I eagled the last hole 18, so uh, it was one of those days. playing with some buddies and just – you catch fire. So, uh yeah, as far as I remember it. <laughs> so, how many times would you have played
0: it at this point?
1: Oh, man, I'd say a couple dozen times for sure. Um, Just over the years, got some friends that are members out there. Um, but usually when I play, I'm at Colonial or I practice at Vaccaro Golf Club. So, I don't get up there as much as I probably could. It's just, it's hard to, to go that far when I'm 15 minutes from the house at Vaccaro. So, uh We'll get up there a few more times here in the, in the near future and get some more rounds in for sure.
0: Well, when we talk about local Texas golf, you're an Amarillo guy originally. You live in Colleyville now. But what comes to mind when it comes to central memories, sentimental memories as a junior playing golf?
1: Yeah, I was very blessed in Amarillo, Texas. A lot of, a lot of great amateur golf, older older guys that I played with a lot. And the, the golf community was, was huge growing up. And it's still as big in Amarillo today, I think. But, we had such a, a blast playing the amateur events in Emerald, Texas. Um, my teammate at college, Ty Cox, some other guys that played. Um, it, it was tough. We had a lot of great players. And I playing those tournaments and learning to win and compete. And knowing I had to play well just made me a better player each and every year. And I was able to take that to the next level in college golf and even in the pro ranks. So, uh, Emerald has always been a great golfing community. Uh, a lot of great golfers in, in the area. And, uh, iowa lots that city and, and those guys i play with year in year out yeah
0: well looking ahead in the schedule for you um you've got you're going to be back at the masters hadn't been there since 2015 so how much are you looking forward to getting to augusta and you'll be at that practice facility too one of the best in the world
1: no, i am excited I've, I've been back twice already uh james and i went about two weeks after the tournament in november and played with a good friend of ours uh, brian roberts who's a member there and then uh I just got back uh this past Monday, Tuesday. I was out there with my manager and with Brian again. So we played two more rounds. And so it's uh it's so good to always get back there and you know, it's been five years since I played Masters and uh, I'm excited. I love where my game's at and the fact that I'm back there again and I'm excited to get my family out there to see it. My kids are older so they can kinda appreciate it a little more, I think. And uh yeah, it's uh it's been a it's been a great ride this last year and a half, but it's only getting better knowing we got Augusta coming up.
0: Yeah, it has been a great ri- rise in the rankings for you, really, since the restart. You've gone up like sixty spots, seventy spots in the in, in the world golf rankings. Um, what do you attribute that to?
1: Yeah, I'm just learning the. I guess learning my game more and more. I'm learning things each and every every year. It seems like uh, my ball striking's been there for quite some time now. It's my putter left me a little bit, and uh, my short game's gotten so much better. My and just my attitude when I'm out there. I just probably believe in how good I am and how good I can be. And it's kind of carried over. Uh, I'm at peace at home. Uh, you know, I think it's great. My wife, Jennifer, our kids, I'm happy. I'm healthy. That's, That's probably number one thing. That's one thing past pass today is health. And uh, it's just uh, it's been a great ride. I have fine and wine. And I'm getting better with age, <laughs> it seems like. So uh, i are trying to ride this train as long as I can.
0: No, I love that. And I wonder, um, y- your audio goes in and out a little bit. I just wonder if it's because of the wind. Um up a little bit, I bet. Appreciate the adjustment. Yeah, better. it sounds a little more consistent there.
1: Wind is blowing um, things around.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a Texas guy, so you're used to the wind. It's maybe better. There we go. Yeah, that's probably better there. Um let me ask you this. As we look at uh, amateurs, you play in pro-ams all the time. You see uh, amateur players warm up and you see them on the range. What are we doing wrong and how can we improve our time on the range before we play a round of golf?
1: Uh, it's hard to say what you're doing wrong because it's probably a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I mean, usually when you see guys on the range and in the pro-ams, they're so nervous. That's, that's a big part of it. The nerves kick in. And that's, that's a lot of it. Uh, you got people around watching. So of course there's more people watching than they're used to, but you know, I get out there with guys. I just, I try, I try to relax them on the first few shots and try to you know pick at them, not make fun of them so much, but just trying to tease them a little bit just so they can kind of relax their nerves and, and know, Hey, it's going to be a fun day. You don't got to stress or worry about it. And then, uh, you know, I'll help them on the way throughout the day. And but most of the guys, they don't, um, they don't know how to control their distance more than anything. Um, Usually if somebody's got a seven iron, I, I I could probably put a five iron in their hand they hit it better because they don't know really how far certain shots go. And um, and then of course a lot of guys don't work on short game and they hit ranges and they go play. And you can see a lot of guys chipping and they're putting. So, uh, but the day is to give them the best day possible and just have fun with them, enjoy it, get to know them a little bit and uh, give them a little inside of a, what it's like out here for us.
0: Well, for the weekend golfer at home, when we've got I don't know twenty minutes before we have to tee off, so we're at the course. What is the best way to spend that time?
1: I just loosen up. When you get get everything warming up, it could be stretching. Um, you know, if there's a weight room there. Doing five to ten minutes of, of light stretch and light work, and then all you need is you know ten balls to warm up. I think. And uh, if you're running quickly, yeah, just hit a few balls and make sure you're, you're warmed up. And don't expect to hit it great early on and let, let kind of get into the round. And uh, there's moments when I've done the same thing. It's just I, I had to spend the first couple holes at home playing if I have not had a chance to do some proper warm-ups and just get my body loosened up and, and moving. That's uh, that's probably the biggest key.
0: Well, for, for you, speaking of loosened up, when you get to the course, what, what is your pre-round range and practice warm-up? What does that look like?
1: Uh, tournament round, I'll, I'll, I'll throw a. 8 a.m. tee time at you. Um, I'm up probably 5, 5.30, and I'll get kind of woke up a little bit, and then I'll, I'll be in the gym for 30 minutes at least. Prior, And then um, I'll see my uh, my physical therapist that I see out here regularly about an hour and a half before I tee off. And then uh, a quick bite, and then I'm on the putting green about an hour before going through some putting drills and, and work on my putting for about 10, 10 minutes or so. Then on the range about – yeah, 45 minutes to my tee time, and then I spend the last, you know, 10 minutes hitting some more putts, and then I'm on the on the tee ready to go. So uh, it's a process, you know. I, I different time of the day, different routines, but I try to get myself four hours to get kind of my mind going. Uh, like I said, I'm at 8 a.m. I'm up by five, trying to get going, and and then and, um, and working out. So it's a, it's a half hour workout every day before every round for sure.
0: Mm. And in that range time though, like how are you going through your bag? Is there like a, a certain process you go through your bag?
1: Yeah, we're all crazy golfers out here. So yeah, <laughs> I, I start with, uh, I can't tell you how many balls. I mean, it's a lob wedge from, you know, little pitches to full shots. Um, depends on how many balls, uh, into my, uh, my gap wedge. And then I go to my pitch wedge to my eight iron, to my six iron, some four irons, and then I'll hit some five woods, whether it's tee shots or second shots I know I'll hit. And then I'll do the same thing with my three wood, work on some fairway three woods, and then I'll hit some tee shots with it and then to the driver. So uh, the amount of balls depends on how I'm hitting it. And then um, I'll go chip for about, you know, five to, five to ten minutes before. And then I'm back on the putty green. So, uh, I mean, it's hard to say how many balls each, each club. I mean, I try to stick about four or five, five or six balls at each club. Like, and as long as I'm hitting it well. There's no reason to sit there and keep grinding, hitting balls. So, uh, I know when I'm hitting it well. It's time to go.
0: Yeah. Well, on, on practice days, like when you're on the range, just with – what kind of different training aids do you like to use to kind of get yourself synced up?
1: No, I'm not using the aids. I, I mean, alignment sticks is really it. Um, you know, the foresight launch monitor, just to see how the ball is flying. You know, some yardage control distances. And, but as far as aids, I'm not an aid guy. I'm a pretty natural feeling kind of swing. Um, I do it my way and that's, what's been so great. I've never really tried to adjust or change things. And I'm not a big swing aid guy uh, I'll, I'll get crazy if I try to use those and I'll find (laughs) something wrong. (laughs) So I try to keep it as simple as possible.
0: Well, I know around the time of Sherwood at the Zozo, you were starting to draw a line on your golf ball, uh, for alignment. What kinds of things do you do on the putting green or with short game when it comes to like, uh, I don't know if it's gadgets or any kind of aid there.
1: Yeah, hey, we got a mirror we use uh, to practice my stroke. Uh, it's got tees in certain areas where I can work on, you know, having a straight, straight back, straight back, straight forward path with my putter, and uh, and work on little things like that. And then uh, chipping, just getting a feel for chipping. Not really any gadget or anything specific, specific I do. Uh, definitely went to the line it, uh, at uh, at at in Vegas this year was the first tournament, and I was struggling lining up my putter, and uh, they found I was lining up way right a lot so we just moved we went to a line the program and started just trusting that and it just took off it's I'm seeing the lines better I'm making more putts and it was a, a great addition to uh to get my my slump of the putter kind of in a better direction and, and it's been working so far and uh I was thankful James brought that idea up because it's uh, it's been great so far
0: <laughs> well you you mentioned your slump of the putter with different clubs, when you're when you're trying to make adjustments as new technology comes out, what's your process with
1: that? I'm not a big switcher. I, I never. I mean, I use the same irons. The seven ten is a two thousand ten AP two. I used about two years ago, and so I'm not a big switcher. My putter was made back in the early nineties, Rossi two. Um, when I get a driver in my hand that I like, as long as it's not doesn't break, all, all I can go a year or two with it easily. So. Uh, when I find something I like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a switcher at all. And it's pretty funny in 18 years, all the companies, the club companies that want me to try things know that, yeah, you, you can try this, but know you're not going to use it. <laughs> so, uh, but they all know who I am, but that's just the way I have played it. And that's probably been the why I've, I've had so much success is I've, I've kept it simple. Uh, when I, when i when it's working, I don't change it. And, uh, that's kind of how I've gone about it. Mm.
0: Well, speaking of keeping things simple, you're a, a great wind player. You spent so much time in Texas. What's your advice to us weekend golfers when we have a lot of wind that we have to deal with at, at the golf course?
1: Yeah, I would say you probably need to learn that swing, swing a little smoother. Uh, a lot of three quarter shots, you start swinging forward. You know, all that ball gets up in the wind, it's gone. And uh, you just got to learn to hit flighted shots. I could sit there and tell you how to do it, and people's heads would spin probably, but. Uh, I think a lot of guys try to hit it harder when it's windy. And I think the more you can control your swing, a little more slower tempo, it'll help you uh, make contact. Because making making more solid contact with the wind will definitely help that ball spin the way you need it to and, and penetrate the winds. And uh, that's probably the one thing I see guys do when it's real windy. They try to hit it harder than it should.
0: Well, when we're trying to close around and we're on the last hole, what is some good advice for us to kind of keep our mind in the game? If we're trying to break 80 for the first time in 10 years, what, I mean, how do we stay in, involved?
1: You know, just believe in what you're doing. Um, you know, when, I, when things are going, you know, not the best, I always think about shots I've hit in the past, uh, putts I've made at crucial moments, tee shots I've hit when I needed to hit a fairway. So things like that I, I try to go I try to go back and, and look at. and. And really think about the positive side of things I've, I've had before. Think about those shots I hit when I had to, the putts I needed to make. So when you come down the last few holes and you're sitting at – you're going to break Ava the first time, all you can do is keep doing what you're doing and not think about it. And uh, you know, just finish finish the race. It's going to – that's all you can do. And uh, play till the end and just play till there's nowhere else to go. So uh, that's the best advice I can give is just – just believe in what you're doing and remember the good the good moments you've had, and uh, that should carry you all the way through.
0: Well, speaking of good moments, you had some great ones with John Rahm a couple years ago when you guys won in New Orleans. What is it like being teammates with John Rahm? What's that dynamic like? How is he as a teammate?
1: That's great. It's, it's so fun <laughs> watching a guy as good as he is and his drive. He's so into it and you see his emotions how he carries you know he gets so frustrated but it's just his desire he's such a good player a great player and I love I mean one of the best wedges in the, in the world uh there's no doubt about it and uh we both kind of strike the ball the same our games are similar tee to green but around the greens he's he's one of the best I think it's in that Spanish blood but uh <laughs> no we had a blast he uh I love learning his intensity I learned a lot from him and you know, I thought maybe I could – he could learn a little bit from me as far as the, the casual side of it maybe. I don't, I don't know, but uh, we were a great team. Uh, can't wait to do it again this year, and um, I like our chances. What do you like uh, – I mean, think about um,
0: – there's only a handful of European players that get to play with him during Ryder Cups as teammates, and you play with him here. So what do you think about that dynamic, just like what, what you guys bring together as teammates?
1: You know, we're just we're, we're good friends. Our, our caddies are real close. Uh, I know Adam Hayes real well. Known him a long time. He he and James are like I said real close. And you know, we just we bring the same game almost. The way we drive, we both great drivers of the ball. Uh, very solid iron players. I know when my shots are offline, he's gonna. He knows how to to get up and down with wedges and the way he puts. And if I get my putter rolling, I mean, it's almost like we're we can't miss if we're both on and. um even when we do, we know the other ones are to back each other up. So uh, it's, it's, it's a, it was a great team. We, uh, it was funny how it all came together, but uh, I'm glad it did. <laughs> yeah, two more
0: topics as we wrap up. We mentioned Augusta earlier. Was the practice facility open when you were there practicing earlier, or is that only during Masters week that that's open?
1: No, it's only for the tournament. So we're on the members range. So, yeah, they only use that range for the tournament only. Had you used it during the tournament at your last one? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was – I mean, I've been on it a few times now. What's it like? The few matches. I mean, it's it's a big range. I mean, it's got – it has a couple of the the whole – the greens with the design and the bunkering. So, you're able to work on tee shots. You can hit so many different tee shots on that range, the way they've got it designed. And uh, the short game area is spectacular. I mean, it doesn't get any better. So, uh, it's – yeah, you're probably right. It's probably one of the best practice in the world, if not the best.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, US Open going to Tory Pines a place. You played really well. What how much are you looking forward to that, Ryan?
1: Uh very much. Uh I haven't played a US Open on a course that I'm used to. And uh I, the rough's gonna be different. Um it won't be overseas like it was, like it always is in January. So it'll be a thicker, different rough, I think. Uh firmer, faster golf course for sure. But uh just the, the history I've had there, the the confidence I'll, I'll bring to that golf course and knowing how to play each hole, you know, it gives me a, a lot more confidence playing the U S open than I've had in the past. So uh, I'm excited to get there in in June and I um, think I might have a, a better U S open I've had in the past. So I'm excited.
0: Yeah. And then lastly, you got your, your, your AirPods in. What's your go-to music you listen to uh, when you're driving to the golf course or just uh, out and about? <laughs>
1: uh, I like a lot of the, the new country stuff. Um, I'm a big eighties fan. 80s rock. So uh, I throw a lot of 80s music on more than anything. So, like U2? What, what is that? What's that? Are you talking about U2 80s music? Like what, what kind of bands? The Peshmo? More of your 80s rock, your soft rock, and I guess your Journey, your RO Speedwagons, and that type. So, uh, that's some of my, 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 my better music.
0: Great stuff, Ryan. Well, hey, great getting to know you here on Beyond the Clubhouse. Thanks for joining here for a little bit. You got to get it. Garrett. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, my thanks to Ryan Palmer. There really enjoyed that chat, and I thought there was some helpful advice for us when it comes to our short game, when it comes to our mental game, how we should prepare, sticking and trusting the process that we have worked on in our practice, and and also playing in the wind. I love the Texan. He's done so much of it, so he had some good thoughts there about how we can play better into the wind uh john Rahm. of course they match up so well and and I, I love what he said about similar games they're such good wedge players good drivers of the ball so they're, they're good compliments because they are so similar um, and then of course is caddy james edmondson some fun stuff there hope you enjoyed it um, you can follow on instagram see videos some of the best snippets of this interview at garrett Johnson golf as well as at beyond the clubhouse podcast uh, same thing with twitter at johnston garrett And then at Beyond Clubhouse, you can see video clips of him talking about Rom, (laughs) Ryan Palmer talking about James Edmondson as caddy, and so many really helpful tips for our game and how we can get better uh, as we practice right now on the range and then chipping and putting, warming up. So anyway, hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you again soon here on Beyond the Clubhouse.